Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. The new year doesn't feel new anymore, Matt. No, it doesn't, does it? It's flying by, though. Are you still eating stuff in balls? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you leave my stuffing out of this. Yeah. Welcome back, all our regular listeners and viewers. It's great to have you here. If you're brand new to the family, what, 60 episodes to listen to now? Yeah, it must e- be. Everything yeah. to do with motorhome and caravanning. We're into second year. We it's incredible. Indeed. Year two. Let's see what this year's got in store. Some very exciting guests coming up, I have to say. It's brought to you with that leisureshop.com, which has also got a January sale on. We've got some products that from last season that we've got in clearance, uh, so a chance to save some money. We've got new products coming in, and they're coming in on special offers, a preview. There's huge amounts of savings to be had. Lots to see for motorhomes, caravans, accessories for your camping trip, uh, accessorise your tent. There's even stuff for the garden. So it's not just all about motorhoming and caravanning. Lots of outdoor furniture, garden gazebos. We've got some amazing, beautiful new furniture that's come in from Europe as well. Just really lovely stuff. Have a good look. So even if you're not a motorhomer, caravanner or camper, there's some fabulous innovations and inventions. Get on to thatleisureshop.com and the January sale lasts until the end of this month. Other news, uh, Matt, the Manchester show, what's that? Yeah, we're heading up to Manchester uh, for the Caravan Motorhome and Holiday Show. Uh, It's a fantastic show at Manchester Central, right in the middle of the town, or the city I should say. And if you are going along, make sure you come and say hi. It's free show to get into. Huge amount of motorhomes, caravans, campervans, and the destination show next door as well. So lots of tourist boards there from all over the world. Uh, so lots to inspire you for travel, not just for your motorhome trip, but for other holidays as well. We're there in partnership with Tottington Motor Company. Thank you to them for inviting us to share their stand. And we will be running around the show interviewing lots of people as well throughout the course of it. So make sure you come and say hi. And I will be speaking on the expert theme theatre as well throughout the show as part of the destination show too and the show gets underway uh, 12th yeah okay another show which you should be thinking about is the nec show in february last year you couldn't get a ticket for love nor money unless you pre-booked it's a smaller show than the big one uh, that happened in october but very popular we would recommend you get your tickets and you can get a discount thanks to this podcast you can yeah the show runs from the 21st to the 22nd of february it's in birmingham at the National Exhibition Centre and if you go to their website ccmshows.com and enter the code MATT M-A-T-T you can save a few pounds on a ticket that's MATT M-A-T-T and that little box which says discount code so we're going to see you there February it's on the way <laughs> at that show we have a stand as well and no doubt we'll be running around the show with a team interviewing people and creating lots of fantastic content for use throughout the year. Your expertise is becoming well known throughout the industry, isn't it? It's running out. So, OK, uh, let's get on with it. Oh, let me just remind you about that January sale, that leisureshop.com. It's on till the end of the month. And sponsors, uh, this podcast. We're talking about the very serious subject today, Matt, fire safety. Yeah. Now, we're not preaching at you. Don't turn off because you think, oh, <laughs> 
this is very serious. Listen hard because it could save your life. Yeah, it definitely could. Yeah. Um, lots of tips on how to stay safe and what to do if you have a fire. Imagine you have a fire in a motorhome or caravan. It's not going to last very long and it's going to come to a nasty end pretty quickly. So uh, one of my top tips is the carbon monoxide alarm. They're an absolute lifesaver. And if you've not got one in your leisure vehicle, go and buy one today. We've got them in the shop. Go online. It'll be with you tomorrow. Go and get one now. If you have got one, the next time you go away, hit the button and test it. Wait for that. Beep, beep, beep. Not as horrible as it is, please test it. Make sure it's working. The batteries in it may go flat. Some of them have like a lifetime seven-year battery in them. They run out as well. But please Make sure you've got one, and if you've got one, make sure it's working. Test it every trip. As we've said in the past, carbon monoxide, a very dangerous gas. If you fall asleep and the room fills with carbon monoxide, you simply will not wake up. You won't choke, you won't struggle, you just won't wake up. It boots the oxygen out of your system and takes over. And having that uh, carbon monoxide little box that goes beep is very important. It is. It's called a silent killer, isn't it, carbon monoxide? And people often ask, where do I put the alarm? Well, some really simple advice. I would suggest one in per each living area or room of your house or motorhome or caravan. If your vehicle has a dividing door, then buy two. Put one in each area. You definitely want one in with the appliance that creates carbon monoxide. So that would be anything with a naked flame. So the water boiler, the heater, the fridge. Remember, if you've got a fridge that runs on gas, it has a naked flame. Uh, But you should also have one where you're sleeping. You may not have an appliance in there, but there's always the possibility that if you're parked close to a neighbouring vehicle, you could be drawing the carbon monoxide that it's emitting into your sleeping area through the window. And this is something people often don't sort of think about. Uh, And if you've got a carbon monoxide above you, uh, then it's going to go off if there's too much in the air and it's going to wake you up. And that's the point. You want to get up and get out and ventilate the area straight away. People say, whereabouts do I put it on the wall then? The idea is it should be above the top of a window frame or the top of the door frame and ideally a gap of 15 centimetres between it and the ceiling. So there's a gap above it. And if you've got a ceiling that's angled, so it's higher at one end of the room than the other, then you should put the carbon monoxide alarm at the highest point, again leaving a gap of 15 centimetres above it. So again, if you're sleeping in a motone with a dividing door, one per room by two. But just make sure you've got them. Very good advice. What other gadgets and tools is it useful uh, to have? Uh, Smoke alarms really helpful as well. I mean, they can be a pain when you're making toast, that's for sure. Uh, But they're very easily turned off when you're doing that. But make sure you put the batteries back in and refit it. A fire extinguisher is a really helpful idea. We're going to talk a bit more about those in a minute. And a fire blanket, they're a really good idea, especially if you've got a hob. You know, they can get out of control really fast. Uh, you know, oil can catch fire really quickly. It happened to me the other day at home. I was uh, making breakfast for the kids and, you know, was dishing up and they were playing up, <laughs> as usual, uh, and turned around and the pan was on fire. I left the oil, you know, burning on the hob and suddenly there was a fire. So a wet tea towel, threw it over it. Uh, it went, but it's like, blimey, that was quick. Yeah, if that happened in a motorhome, that could have been a disaster very quickly. So a fire blanket is a really good idea. Remember, don't mount one above the hob, so you've got to lean over it to grab it. 
Sounds obvious at this point in time, doesn't it? Put it to one side. Don't put it in the cupboard above the hob. Put it to one side of the hob where you can grab it quickly and easily without getting burnt. Something else, I'm not parking too close, we've got in our notes here. Yeah. Can fire spread that easily between motorhomes or caravans? Oh, very easily, yeah. The other issue is, of course, as I say, carbon monoxide passing from one vehicle to another. Yeah, that's a reason. And, of course, then fire. Yeah, flames can lick out of a motorhome or caravan, especially if you've got gas on board. You know, a gas bottle going up is a big bang and a big explosion, and it would destroy a neighbouring caravan, which is why campsites have rules about how close you can park and why they're often very cautious about you arriving as a group and parking really close to one another. You know, I've done it, and, you know, it's not always the best idea. I understand why you want to do it, you know, privacy or you know, blocking a view or you know, stopping the wind. I get it. I've done it. But you just need to be mindful. You know, if anything went wrong, you could all be you know, in a pickle. Yeah. And turn off the gas when you're not using it as well. Yeah, we often just leave the gas on all the time. Even people travelling leave their gas on. But it's a really sensible idea. If you're not using it, just turn it off. There's no need to have it on. It just it keeps things one less risk, I would say. And just turn the gas off. And one of your favourite inventions as well, the gas stop. Yeah, love that. That's it. That's particularly useful if you get a leak. So if there's a gas leak, then the gas stop valve is going to kick in and isolate the entire system. A genius little product. And I'm still raving about them. Yeah, it cuts the gas off immediately if there's a leak. It's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, there's a video we did on on YouTube. You can watch it uh, with the guy from Gas Stop. It's brilliant. We stock them in the shop. Every motorhome, caravan, camper van should have one. And I know there are manufacturers looking at fitting them as standard now and gas stop are talking to them they are a brilliant product lifesaver product let's talk about our yearly habitation check it's something uh, that we've talked about in the past uh, uh, quite a bit why is that yeah. important for safety really about getting the specialist kit on a motor or caravan checked properly and professionally you know the electric safety check gas leakage gas pressure uh, and making sure that everything is operating as it should be it's easy to go around and you know with a damp meter and check you've not got damp which is part of a of a habitation check and i think we should do a whole episode on what is a habitation check and why do i need one because we do get asked questions a lot about it but if you're considering buying a used motor home check it's got a habitation check and if it hasn't had a recent one i would say within certainly two years if not one then get one done they cost 150 to 250 pounds depending on where you get it done and by who but get it done by an accredited professional and they have the correct tools to check the gas and electrics and so on for you it's about being safe for you and your family yeah. and your every, guests, every year a motorhome or caravan goes up in flames and it's often due to a, a, a faulty fridge or faulty appliance and it simply hasn't had a any sort of check for some time um, you know, it happens all the time. Every year, as I say, at least once a year, I hear a report of another leisure vehicle going up in flames. You've been talking to somebody about this, haven't you? Yeah, well, in fact, last year, 2022... Like there it was, was last year, wasn't it? It was, yeah. There was a caravan, I think it was a caravan, went up, the fridge caught fire, uh, and a, and somebody reached for a traditional fire extinguisher and tried you know spraying it from the outside into the fridge vent didn't do anything and then someone reached for this great little product called a fire safety stick and they threw it into the back of the fridge so the fridge vent was ripped off they threw this in and and ran away basically and the fire safety stick did its job and it extinguished the fire in a few seconds Uh, and didn't need any intervention from a human everyone could get away nobody was injured 
the caravan obviously sustained some damage, uh, but the fire safety stick did its job. It was fantastic. And we actually met up with fire safety stick, and I spoke to Andrew at the NEC show last year and asked him a little bit more about the product. So Andrew is here with a fire safety stick. Tell us a bit about it. I think, firstly, a fire safety stick is an extinguisher that works on all types of fires. It leaves no mess in the residue. But the shocking thing is, many people are familiar with one of these things. It's a dry powder extinguisher, which really weighs uh, around about two and a quarter kilos. Discharge time of that is just seven seconds, whereas this is over 50 seconds. This leaves no mess, no residue. It lasts for 15 years. That only lasts for five years and must be serviced every year. This leaves no mess, no residue at all. It works all major types of fires. You can even activate it, and if you're not comfortable to the fire yourself inside the van, for instance, leave it in there, you escape to safety, it will still carry on repressing the fire in your absence. But the fact that it does all major types of fires as well, so there's none of this gambling, have you got the right type of extinguisher for the right type yep. of fire, this will do uh, classes A, B, C, electrical, and even F, which is cooking oils and fats as well in the kitchen. So it's really a great thing to use. Now, I discovered you guys because you had a big social media peak, didn't you, where mm. somebody grabbed their fire stick exactly. and went to a caravan that was on fire yeah, and put exactly. the fridge out. Yeah, exactly. So what initially happened is there was a, a fire in, uh, behind the fridge and then somebody grabbed a foam extinguisher, tried to put that through the grate. Well, that's the wrong technique. That wouldn't work. They tried to use a powder extinguisher from the inside. No access. Wouldn't work. Fire safety stick, activated it, pointed it through the grill, fire was out within seconds. They actually left it in there, though, didn't they? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And the result of that is they were still able to drive the caravan home with them. So otherwise, it would have written off the caravan so easily. And somebody could easily have been killed had they not been on hand with with one of these. Exactly. And they're so easy to use, and they're they're fine for the environment. Although they work by taking the oxygen away from the fire, they're totally safe. What people don't realise is you inhale any of the powder from a dry powder extinguisher, you're going to have breathing problems, uh, digestion problems, and an elevated heart rate. So that's not really safe to use inside the van. Whereas that is perfectly safe. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm. Brilliant. Andrew, thank you ever so much. Where can people find you? Firesafestick.com. So that was Andrew, uh, recorded at the NEC last year uh, for Fire Safety Stick. A great little invention. Like the gas stop, this is just one of these extra things which will make you safer. Indeed, yeah. What was fascinating, wasn't it, is how he spoke about fire extinguisher and the need to have it serviced, inspected, and and how little time it would actually give you to put a fire out. You know, it lasts a few seconds, whereas a fire safety stick goes on for a lot longer. It's far more effective, and they are more expensive, granted, and people often object at the cost. Does it matter? It's your life. But all these things, the carbon monoxide detector... The fire blankets, the fire safety stick, the gas stop. It's not about saving your motorhome or your environment, is it? It's about giving you those extra seconds to escape. Yeah, and that's and, all you need, isn't it? Yeah, they might, they may well save your pride and joy, but it's about saving your life in the first instance. Yeah. And let's face it, your pride and joy is insured. And yeah, that, that's just money, isn't it? I know it's a flippant comment, but... You know, it's insured and you're going to be able to make a claim for that. The lives of your loved ones that you're with, they need everything you can give them to protect them, don't they? And it's not just about their life as well, serious injury. You know, burns can take years of operations to and plastic surgery. You know, you need those extra seconds yeah. to get out. And there's a lot, even though fire, say people have the fire safety regulations and the furniture is all fire retardant, it's retardant. It's not proof. It's about those seconds, about getting out and making sure everybody's safe. And a leisure vehicle will go up in flames in seconds. It is frightening. Honestly, no time at all. So what do you do then if there is an uncontrollable fire? Run away. But even though you might have all these things in the place, you know, if it looks like it's overwhelming, just 
Scoot. I would say the first thing to do is look at the fire. Can I tackle this safely? And and if you if there's any doubt that you can't, just get away from it and get everyone else away from it. Yeah. You know, if, if if you can tackle it, great. But don't be a hero. Honestly, that motorhome or caravan is going to go up in flames really fast. And you've got bottles of gas on board. They are going to explode. And there's gas in the pipes. It's just don't take the risk. Focus on, can I put this fire out really quickly? Like that pan on my hob. You know, I knew exactly what to do. There was a tea towel there. It was already wet. I laid it on top and lifted the pan off and killed the heat source to turn it off under control in a few seconds. You you barely get that much time in a motorhome or caravan. The first focus is, can I get this under control really quickly? And if you can't, or there's any doubt, just get everyone out. Simple as that. And call 999, of course. And also raise the alarm around and about if you're on a site as well, because fire, even in a very gentle breeze, can spread very easily, can't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Particularly in summer, if it's the dry ground as well. Well, that's the other risk, isn't it, is that the grass is dry and then you've got a bigger issue as well, which was a huge issue last summer, wasn't it? Barbecues being banned. Well, if you've ever seen straw go up. You yeah, know, it, it's explosive. It's tinder, yeah. It's unbelievable. Okay, we hope that's been a bit of a help for you as far as fire safety is concerned. Uh, thanks for the advice there, Matt. So that's the Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com and the January sale at That Leisure Shop is on until the end of the month. It is, but no longer to go and bag a bargain now. And let's get down to our audience Q&A. I love this. I love it so much. Callum has got in contact from Berry, and he says we're thinking of buying a new motorhome to rent out. He wants to rent it out. Mm. Any tips for starting this? What insurance do I need? Safety certificates? Trackers for security? How do I check on my customer to see if they're trustworthy? Oh, wow. It, oh, any tips for starting it? Don't bother. <laughs> well, Colin obviously wants to make a business of this. He does. Uh, you're in the business of hiring out motorhomes. Yeah, some what, stupid idea. What's your, this is sort of buy to let, isn't it, for motorhomes? I think that's what Callum's trying to do, yeah. I mean, go into it wide-eyed, Callum, honestly. It is hard work. Don't be under any illusion. Uh, I speak to so many people that think this is a great idea, and it can be, but it is hard work. I'd be more than happy to have a one-to-one conversation with you, Callum, if you wanted to. In terms of starting, make sure you've got the right infrastructure around you, so the right cleaning equipment, and by that I mean a proper pressure washer. We've talked about that before, haven't we, in our cleaning your motorhome episode. You're going to need spare parts. Things are going to get broken. People often say to us, well, your motorhomes must get wrecked. And we're like, no, why? Would you wreck one if you hired it, would you? If you hired a motorhome? Well, of course not. No, I'd look after it as if it were my own because I know when I brought it back, I'd get charged for that damage. Exactly. But you would just generally look after it, wouldn't you? Especially as it's not yours. So we we do have problems with things breaking. It's because they're made of plastic and wood. It's not generally because people are you know disrespectful i mean sure there is a minority but you're gonna need some spare parts uh insurance is specialist you can't just insure it yourself i definitely wouldn't recommend putting a hire on your own insurance and actually if they're paying you money you're not allowed to do that anyway you're going to need to have fleet insurance and there's a specialist hire insurer you should talk to the people at alan boswell they're the people that tend to dominate the hire market Safety certificates, yes, you're going to need a gas safety certificate for a landlord certificate. Uh, In addition to the habitation check, you officially don't need one of those, a gas safe certificate in the first year from brand new, but I would get one anyway. 
tracker, absolutely, you want to know where it is. Our trackers have clever what are called geofences. So when a motorhome drives into a port or near a harbour, so in pool, for example, we get an alert and then we get an alert when it leaves. So it tells us it could be getting on a ferry uh, because we want to know when it's getting on a ferry, particularly when people go to the Isle of Skye, we get an alert when they go near that port and then when it's moving as well with the ignition off it tells us so it means we can keep an eye on whether one is being potentially stolen thankfully for us we've never had one stolen but it's something we always want to be keeping an eye on and then in terms of trustworthy customer well your insurance company are going to require you to do a host of id checks and i'm not going to lie they are onerous they're the least favorite part of the job for our team the insurance company are going to want two proofs of address plus the driving license plus a dvla license share and then they're probably going to ask you for a thousand pounds from the customer as a bond which you can put onto a credit card so you need some kind of infrastructure and gdpr policy on how you're going to collect that data and how you're going to store it so there's a lot to think about you need to consider your terms and conditions as well you could go on to our own website and nick those i know lots of people have because they're good and they cost us thousands of pounds we should sell them really shouldn't we but you're going to need to consider all of that the handover paperwork as well so there's a lot to consider also think about the fact that you know someone said they'll be back at five o'clock half seven in the evening they're still not back and it's going out again tomorrow at nine what are you going to do you know that's your evening spoilt how are you going to manage that and then they bring it back and you know there's they've got a water leak and you've got to get it ready for nine o'clock the next day as a higher company with a team and an infrastructure and a fleet we are able to get things like that sorted or even give someone a different motor home you know if this is your only one you need to think about that so there's a lot to talk about a lot to think about and a lot to prepare and you're doing the right thing by asking the questions now another piece of advice callum that you might want to consider is listening to our episode called making money from your motorhome do you remember that keith it was one of the first ones we did of course i remember it like it was yesterday (laughs) must have been but probably a year ago we did that but it's a really useful episode on how to make money from your motorhome doing this and something we cover in there is something we call motorhome earn because a lot of our own hire fleet is owned by private individuals and they have a passive income like the one you're trying to achieve here callum but actually they don't do anything for it at all we do all the hard work and that may be an option for you as well so you can find out more by googling the one word motorhome earn and you'll find a web page all about it Thanks very much for the question there, Callum in Berry. Alan has written to us, we're finding it a minefield looking for insurance for a van and also personal health insurance. I have been quoted £632 for a fully comprehensive van cover, which includes up to 270 days. That's nine months in Europe. Yet for full-time living in the van, that jumps to £1,961 with a £1,550 excess. He says it doesn't make much sense as we can only spend 180 days or six months out of any rolling year in the EU. What's your advice? Okay, (laughs) Alan, I'm going to assume you're a Brit. You can actually only spend 90 days outside the UK, can't you? Yes, but what he's talking about, yeah, 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 you're absolutely right, but uh, you can spend 90 days and then you come back and then you can spend another 90 days. Yeah, you yeah. can. So I remember the insurance company are insuring the van for the entire period that it's in Europe, not you. And that's probably what they're quoting you for. And then they're assuming you want to live in it for that entire 90 days and then a second lot of 90 days. 
And then obviously the risk is much higher if you're in it the whole time, as we were talking earlier, from fire or accidental damage. And that's why they're pushing the premium up. Does that make sense? It does absolutely make sense. Yeah, I mean, Alan's saying it's been quoted £632 fully comp van cover, but that's just for driving it around in the UK. The level of risk that the insurance company is evaluating is when you're taking it out of the country, maybe six months of the year. Yeah. And they, of course, the thing with insurance companies is they have records uh, which they share with other companies of millions of customers. And that's the way they plot their risk. And that's how they, they value it. And you've got a choice. Take it and or leave it. Most motorhomes or caravans are only used you know, one weekend a month on average. Not even that. Um, so you're saying when you want a full time in it, you're in it all the time. So the risk goes up and that's why the premium's going up. And the other thing I would ask them is about mileage limitations as well. What mileage restriction are they putting on it? You know, what mileage have you told them you're going to do? If you're traveling Europe, the mileage is going to be much higher. The risk is going to be higher as well. There you go, Alan. Hope we've helped. Uh, sorry we couldn't bring you better news. Shop around is our advice. Yeah. Uh, Lynn uh, writes to us, how do I find the frequency of radio programmes in Europe for UK stations? This is a question for you, Keith. It is. It's something you can answer. Something I know about. <laughs> this well, is Mr BBC, Auntie <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Well, Lynn, the thing is with the frequencies is that they are used in this country. And then when you go to France, the same frequencies are used by... French companies and ditto Germany and Spain. So the frequencies, this is tuning into 96.3 in this country. If you go somewhere else, another country, 96.3 will be used by somebody else. Your best bet is not to tune anything in like a DAB radio or an FM or an AM. And if you like your radio programmes from your UK stations, stream them. A lot of radio companies now, the BBC and commercial companies, uh, have apps which allow you to stream programmes. But be aware that copyright laws in certain countries may not, there might be a block on that stream. As there is indeed in this country, if you want to listen to stations from the continent. There's a big court case a couple of years ago which record companies established through the courts that their copyright was being infringed if you're listening to, say, a French radio station in England. So they're blocked now. Mm. So my advice to you is use the apps. If you can't use the app, stream it via the website. If there's a block on it, there's nothing much we can do. But you could stream it through an Alexa as well, couldn't you, or that kind of device? Mm. Yeah. And what do you, what, what's that thing that you use where, you know, you can stream without people knowing where you are? What's that? A VPN, visible panty line. <laughs> That's a VPL. <laughs> VPL. Yeah. And, and, and if sign up for a VPN, for instance. Variable uh, private network, is that what it's called? So you can sign up for a VPN, uh, which sort of hides where you're streaming from. But if you're not hugely computer literate, I should listen to, if you're in France... A French station, if you're in Rome. Nice bit of accordion. Do what the Romans do. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah. What do the Romans yeah. listen to? I hope that's been a help, Lynn. Uh, Songs Steve, about ice cream. What the Romans listen to? Just one cornetto. Gladiator FM. Stephen says, where can I buy a single panoramic window for the front roof section of a relay Ducato? So a Fiat Ducato or Citroen relay. So I think I know what Stephen's trying to do here. Lot of the new van conversions, camper van conversions, have this big kind of sunshine roof above the driver and passenger's head. Adria did it with the twin. It is superb. It's really, really beautiful to sit inside. You've got all of the you know, view of the night sky, driving along, got all this air coming in. It's worth pointing out that you do compromise 
the safety of that vehicle if you don't fit it properly. Now, as I understand it, the Adria Twin was crash-tested with that piece of roof cut out and that window fitted, and it's been reinforced. And as I understand it, that's something that other manufacturers that copy it because it's becoming increasingly popular, they also do that reinforcement. So it's not just the window you need to think about, Stephen. You need to think about what you're compromising. That piece of roof is integral to the crash safety of that vehicle. So if you're going to cut it out, you are compromising the crash safety potentially of that van. So bear that in mind, and I would definitely be doing more research than just where do I get the window. There you go. How do people get in touch with us then, Matt? You can really easily. Just go to the website motorhomematt.co.uk and click the Ask Matt button or type forward slash Ask Matt. You can then hit the orange button and send us a message. We would love to get your recording of your question. Remember, tell us your name and where you are in the country because we love to try and guess where that place is if we've never heard of it. And Keith's really poor at geography, so it's quite amusing. So ask your question there, motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat. You can submit it by a form. And on the website, you'll also find all the places you can listen to us and you can watch us too on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.